G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As you are aware, wherever COVID-19 wreaks havoc with the health of nations, it also wreaks havoc with the economies. And a dimension that we haven't given as much attention to is on the extra pressures that are being faced in nations where persecution of Christians is rife. Coronavirus is creating a humanitarian disaster, especially for persecuted Christians in many parts of the world. And it's especially brutal where already secretive meetings of believers are shut down and financial resources dry up. Well, let's get some insights into how these things are being dealt with. Ashley Saunders back with us. He leads Barnabas Fund in Australia. They're responding by forming what's called the Barnabas Coronavirus Emergency Network. Ashley Saunders, welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. It's great to be with you again. Ashley, no time to waste here, is there? Because the needs of people in the persecuted church context are very urgent because... Seriously speaking, uh, those sorts of financial resources that might come locally on the ground, they've dried up. Yes, they have dried up. And what we're finding is that the needs in these countries are increasing, that the position of a Christian, especially Christian minorities who have already suffered disadvantage, oppression or persecution, uh, their, um, their livelihood is threatened, um, the churches are threatened, uh, there are many churches, for example, where uh, being unable to meet threatens the very existence of churches as well as the livelihoods of many ministers and pastors. Ashley, just dwell on this for a moment with us, because when we talk about finances drying up when churches are persecuted, uh, just like here in Australia, there's no churches basically allowed to meet uh, in contexts around the world. Uh, and so where there's been church pastors... And while they rely on some aid that comes from outside, there's also obviously something that's coming from those who are a part of their congregation uh, by way of offerings, tithes and offerings that we'll often talk about as the lifeblood of financial resource uh, within a church context. But if a church can't meet in a land that persecutes Christians, that creates an extra dimension there of trouble and struggle for the pastors. Yes, it does, because... um we're talking here about um, communities that are significantly poorer uh, than the poorest people in Australia. We're talking about uh, people who are basically on a subsistence I- income. And, um, and when the churches are not able to meet, even the small offerings that people are able to give to support the work of the church and the livelihood of the pastor, uh, they're, they're not generally people who are able to give um, by online giving. Uh, They're people who need to put either a monetary offering or a food offering uh, in a plate uh, or in a bowl during a church service. And, um, uh, you know, these are things that many of us just um, uh, struggle to imagine in this day and age, but that's the reality for many uh, Christians in different parts of the world. 
So while we're taking it for granted here that because we're not meeting in church, we can all give to our local church online. It makes it easy here. But if you're in a nation where Christians are persecuted, that's just not happening. So talk to us about this Barnabas Coronavirus Emergency Network that's been set up. Which nations are going to be primarily uh, resourced here? Well, there's uh, several dozen nations that... um Uh, we're getting information about and uh, we're trying to resource. The purpose of the network is to obtain reliable and up-to-date information which uh, we can share with supporters to inform their prayers. Uh, That's very important that people need to be in a position where they can be informed and their prayers can be in that informed basis. But in addition to that, this network is guiding our response uh, in terms of providing the practical support for uh, Christians who are affected by the virus, we want to ensure that the funds that we uh, are given are used as effectively as possible in, uh, you know, what is, and this word's been overused, but these are uh, unprecedented times. And so uh, we've formed this network comprising over 90 uh, organisations and um, uh, we're getting information and we're working in uh, several dozen countries. Um, And uh, even though we've already spent over a million Australian dollars from... uh, Uh, generous donations in different parts of the world, um, it's just scratching the surface. Uh, There's much to do, and uh, we're finding that the need is increasing. So when you say just scratching the surface, the idea that there's an inundation with requests for support that's coming to Barnabas Fund, uh, but as you say, having already sent more than a million dollars Australian uh, into lots of different contexts, that's just really the start of what's needed. Yes, it is. Uh, in many parts of Africa, um, uh, there are uh, either Christians who are being uh, persecuted as uh, communities or they're in refugee camps because they have fled persecution in their homeland. And uh, these are people who uh, live from day to day. Um, in um, Even in parts of um, uh, Kenya, for example, uh, there's a curfew that goes from uh, from evening until morning. And uh, many people in that country don't have salaries uh, or won't have salaries next month. And uh, they're finding that um, social support is uh, is really wanting. Uh, again, one of the things that happens in some of these countries is that uh, they don't have the, the government resources that we have here in Australia. And uh, when you lose your income or when you um, uh, lose your job, you know, you, there's, there's not government support for you. In addition to that, um, you know, we hear about deaths in different countries. Uh, we had a report recently that in Indonesia, uh, more than 20 pastors have died from the coronavirus. Now, you know, I want you to imagine the impact on um, poor Christian communities um, when uh, that many pastors and more, and that's just in one country. So we're finding that whether it's um, um, churches, whether it's pastors, uh, whether it's um, Bible-believing Christians who are simply um, disadvantaged, um, we're finding that the need is just going up and up. Well, that'll be a disturbing thing for listeners to hear, uh, that in Indonesia, reports of 20 pastors having died from coronavirus. You're working with a lot of organisations, Ashley, and I think you mentioned 90 or so partner organisations around the world. Now, that's that's not just churches, that's whole denominations. Uh, that's uh, congregations around the world 
and theological institutions, uh, the the reach of Barnabas Fund here is quite significant. Yes, it is, and um, uh, we've we've taken the position that uh, we needed to get out in front of this as best we could, and uh, so we're working with, uh, as you say, uh, global church denominations and theological institutions and so on. Uh, we're working with uh, associations like GAFCON. Um, there's the Communion of Reformed Churches. There's Pentecostal Networks. Um, there's um, a whole range of organisations that are part of this network, and that gives us direct access to our Christian brothers and sisters at the grassroots. And uh, this is really important if we're trying to uh, make sure that scarce resources are used as effectively as possible in the place where they're most needed. It's very possible, it sounds to me, that as COVID-19 wreaks havoc throughout communities around the world, and particularly as we're talking about today, poorer communities and where the churches typically are persecuted anyway, that many of those churches could be stamped out altogether because there's just no support for any leadership there. Uh, leadership's very important when you're talking about running a church anywhere, uh, and I imagine especially important when you're relying on the gifts that that leader brings to be able to uh, bring a ministry to a community. Uh, what are your thoughts there for the for the extra dimension that's important about leaders in these developing nations and oftentimes under difficult persecution situations? Uh, leadership is very important in any context, but it's especially important where uh, leaders who are pastoral leaders, leaders who are servant leaders, leaders who themselves seek to follow in the footsteps of Christ, are there for their uh, their communities, are able to, I guess, encourage them, are able to affirm them, are able to build them up. And, you know, we can talk about what the scriptures say uh, about the role of leaders to... Um, to, to build the community up so that the community can do the work of ministry. And uh, this is very important, especially when you're dealing with people who um, are disadvantaged, who don't know where their ne- next meal's coming from, uh, who feel isolated, who feel alone. And in terms of isolation, we might feel isolated here in Australia, but imagine what it's like when um, you know, you, your only source of Christian community is you know, when you can meet with your pastor or when uh, a few of you can meet together and um, and you're not able to do that. Uh, even in China, for example, now there's a general ban in China on uh, churches using the internet and uh, even though um, in this current um, environment um, churches are not able to meet physically, um, the, the, the Chinese government is still not allowing churches to use the internet so that they can't live stream, they can't do the videos. They can't do those things that we're doing here uh, because that's all not allowed, even in a country as well-resourced as China. Certainly disproportionate difficulties for churches around the world. Uh, A longer-term outlook here, Ashley Saunders, some will say, well, it'll all blow over and everything will get back to the usual. But in some of these nations where the health systems are not as advanced as ours, uh, that could be a long, long time coming. Uh, far too long, and uh, just think about Africa for a moment. Africa is still dealing with an incredibly high level of uh, AIDS. Now, that's something that the West has almost forgotten about, and yet it's still a reality in many African nations. And uh, what we're finding is that when um, a particular disease or infection gets into many of these countries, 
um, it, it just uh, embeds itself because the systems are not built for uh, isolation. The systems are not built for vaccines. And, um, you know, we, uh, we, can, we can only imagine uh, what the situation will be like in many, especially African countries, uh, when and if this uh, virus takes a real foothold. It, it, it's in some countries. It's in some countries in small numbers. It's getting larger in others. Uh, but already the the social isolation and the impact on livelihoods and jobs is already being experienced. We mentioned the newly formed Barnabas Coronavirus Emergency Network, and as you say, already more than a million Australian dollars has been sent into some of these nations where there's extreme persecution and it's supporting leaders of churches who have no other support because people can't give in those settings. No doubt that's the key today and you'll be wanting to link with people, no doubt for being a prayer partner, but importantly, as we said at the beginning, no time to waste here the opportunity for people to give, and uh, you'd like people to give to the Barnabas Coronavirus Emergency Network, when they go to the website, Ashley Saunders, it's an easy thing to find a link and make a donation? Uh, yes, if you go, if people go to barnabasfund.org, um, they'll be directed to the Australian um, part of that website, and there you can see some links where you can find out more resources, find out more information about the, the network, you can find out more information about the impact of the coronavirus in different countries and you can also give financially. I want to stress, Neil, that the most important thing we can do is to pray, but if people are moved to give and they have the capacity to do so, then I encourage them to give into that leading. The website is barnabasfund.org and you'll go to the Australian website and you can make a donation at the Barnabas Coronavirus Emergency Network. And Ashley Saunders, uh, I agree that prayer is going to be the priority, but there's some practical support required. Ashley, thanks so much for updating us today on 2020. Uh, You're welcome, Neil. It's great to be with you again and with your listeners. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.